You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host, Nathan Long. I'm joined today by Jordan Dove and Jake Partee. How y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. Boy, be ain't. Boy, be ain't. Oh, well, we'll Latin flair. <laughs> Jake, Jake, come on. It's my line. <laughs> You're getting out Latin here. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, today is going to be an NBA pod. We're going to talk about all things NBA. We're going to start off by talking about the Pelicans because I'm biased. Um, we're going to expand to the entire NBA, and then we'll give our awards and all NBA teams at this point since we will not be able to do this later in the season. Now that I think about it, I think this is the first time we've had a pod and it's only one Pelicans fan, and then we have a Bulls fan and a Mavs fan. Yeah, we're, we're it's a great combo. Yeah. I love that. Hey, he doesn't, that. he doesn't get to control the floor anymore with Pelicans – Bias. <laughs> I'm I'm very biased. All right. <laughs> so on this podcast, uh, we were I was supposed to have Ronald with me tonight. Sadly, could not happen. So we were gonna we were gonna really bring our Pelicans bias. Um, so we're gonna start with them. Uh, I'll ask you all a couple questions that I was going to ask Ronald. <laughs> so um, I'll try my best. All right. I'll start with Jordan. I guess. How good has Zion Williamson been this year? I I think you're gonna find out later in the podcast how good I think he is. I would, he, I would say so. And that should excite you. He I'm is excited. phenomenal. His scoring numbers have have gone up. Um, you know, he's always like he's he's always like borderline forty points now. Like he can't get that to forty it's point. It's obnoxious. Yeah, but he's been he's been a lot better scorer. His his passing is very underrated. I think he's become a better distributor of the ball. And um, the shooting is literally, I can't wrap my mind around it. Sixty two percent from the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally right. insane. That's but absurd. When no one can stop you in the paint. Just keep on driving. Hmm. They, no they, one can. They they can. What they do is they foul them, and then the refs won't call it a good sixty percent of the time. That Sacramento game last night. Oh, we'll talk about that. What, <laughs> what were uh, De'Aaron Fox's numbers compared? He to shot him? fifteen free throws compared to Zion's eight, and also two of his eight were those, you know, playing the foul game at the end of the game. So not real foul, you know, foul mm-hmm. shots. Right. That's that's pitiful. That is a joke. Yeah. Uh, Zion Williamson, go ahead, Jake. Uh, I would say. Obviously, his stats speak for himself. Right now, he's averaging, I think, 27, 7, and 4. Mm-hmm. But in the last 8 to 10 games, I know that average has gone up pretty significantly. He's averaging about 29 a game in the past 10 games. And I've been watching a few Pelicans games as of late, like within that stretch. And one thing I've really noticed is that he doesn't rely on like the highlight stuff as he tended to, especially in his uh, rookie no. season. Most of the time, it's very contested layups and very, very contested finishes in the paint. I saw during the... Uh, the Sacramento Kings game last night uh, at the time we're recording this podcast it was last night um, I remember seeing a clip of him hitting a post fade on two people and it was a 180 degree angle beautiful he did it he did it was two, nasty two, two post fades in that game mm-hmm. he's done three in the past or he's done three in the past two games if Zion develops start- a post game it's oh. over Starting to it's over to uh, get that mid range. Yeah, but to. I mean, even if even if he didn't, he'd still be incredible. Like I I saw in this this Kings game, um, we we had um, there was a, a layup he made off the glass. There was four dudes that came at him, and he just threw it o- over top off the glass. It was beautiful. I need to refine what I said real quick. If he develops like a post fade that he can do like that, like effortlessly, like. Mm-hmm cemented in his brain then the league's over Mm -hmm. yeah uh, can i say something else too nathan um friday against philadelphia that might have been his best game yeah of his career when you consider that when you consider who's going up against yeah 
37, he, 15, and 8. That's gross. Joel Embiid had just come back. He's going up against so a dude that was the like probably going to be the MVP if he doesn't get right, there. right, right. So yeah. you're going, you weren't going against the Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers, who are actually still really good. Like they were still winning games yeah. without him. But mm-hmm. regardless, you still have your star player. You're going against the top seed in the East, 37, 15, and eight, mm-hmm. career high in rebounds and assists. It's insane. Yeah, I would say, and almost his career high game. in points. Yeah, he almost finally crested 40. It'll mm-hmm. never happen. Right. All right, let's move on to another Pels player. Do you all think the Pels will re-sign Lonzo at the end of the year, Jordan? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. There's always trade rumors going around. They would have him. to sign and trade for you know to yeah. get rid of him now at this point. Because mm-hmm. deadline already happened, mm-hmm. right? I think they might. I think they probably will. If they didn't, they w- if they if they didn't have him in their future plans, they would have traded him mm-hmm. and gotten something out of him. Right. They would have traded him to the Mavericks. I, I can't wait to trade him to the Bulls. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still surprised that he wasn't gone by the the trade deadline. I'm not because I figured they were going to re-sign him. That's you what, did. Yeah. Oh, so. that's right. You were always joking with me about. Yeah, I, n- I never really, I never really <laughs> thought they were going to trade Lori Mark. If you want Lori, go ahead and take him. I will say the Pelicans have to re-sign Lonzo Ball at this point because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't give him up on the deadline shows that they have a good chance of re-signing him. Depending on what kind of money, I don't exactly recall the financial situation of the Pels, but. They can easily re-sign him, or they can re-sign him, Hart, and then a couple cheaper vets, which they'll probably just re-sign James Johnson, who we'll get to in a second. Um, maybe a couple other, like Najee Marshall, please re-sign him. He's been <laughs> working his butt off. Just change his contract up a little bit. Well, they, they should give him a full contract at this point, but they can't really with the cap situation. They don't want to go into the tax because who wants to pay money for a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I say they definitely need to re-sign Lonzo Ball or – I mean, if they let him go free agency, or if that is something that does happen, then that's a huge L for mm-hmm. David Griffin and company. That mm-hmm. would look really bad on them. And if I mean, if they are going to let him go, it has to be a sign and trade. They have to get something. Maybe Laurie Markman. Because this is the best he's ever played, Lonzo. The uh, stretches. Absolutely. I mean, the beginning of these podcasts, starting I guess the beginning of 2021, I was memeing Lonzo Ball. Like they were like, "Oh, he's I he's starting do. to play good." And I'm like, "Everybody mm. does." Then we went to the. Pelicans Bulls game and Lonzo played like the Lonzo that I remember, and uh, <laughs> I remember specifically looking at Nathan. I was like, "Huh, so Lonzo's all that hot?" You were like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's, he's been playing really good, and the Pelicans need to reward him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna move on with the uh, with the Pelicans and their trade situation with the Mavericks, and we uh, we talked about this on the Sunday show, but you know what? Those aren't recorded and posted, so we're gonna talk about them again. Pels traded for James Great. Johnson and Wes Awundu in a second-round pick, uh, giving up stinky J.J. Redick and Smelly Melly um, to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, who won the trade? Biased Mavs fan. Go. Biased Mavs fan. It's a stretch. I already know. I could The Pelicans the won it a million too. percent. <laughs> yeah. I When I found out, like, oh, we got J.J. Redick, cool. I said this on the Sunday show, but I was like, oh, cool, J.J. Redick. And then I was like, oh, Niccolo Melly. Really? <laughs> like he was my least favorite player on the uh, on the Pelicans, and they then were both I find terrible out, for y'all last night. And then I find out that we gave away James Johnson, Wesley Windu, and a second round pick. Yeah, <laughs> for a dude who's shooting Ugh. like thirty one percent from three, you you gave up that, and also the other guy is shooting about eleven percent from three. Again, I said this on the Sunday show, but. James Johnson is that guy, that enforcer, that will make sure that your star players do not get targeted for fouls and techs. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's the big thing that we needed in the Clippers series. I keep saying this, but in the bubble against the Clippers, uh, Matt's Clippers series, they were targeting the hell out of Luka. And the fact that they had no kind of enforcer to get that heat off of Luka, that, I don't know, the series would have gone vastly different if we had James Johnson and KP, obviously. James Johnson's a scary man. Yes, he is. Probably the scariest man in the NBA. I'd say, I mean, he's a future MMA fighter, probably. Well, one of them's named Scary Terry. Mm, I'm not very scared of <laughs> Terry Rozier. Just, just the namesake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, James Johnson is a quality player, and I'm very upset that y'all got him. Jordan, how much have you been watching of, of James Johnson with the Pelicans? Not too much so far, but I will say, like to answer your question, like it's not even a contest. The yeah. Pelicans, I'm sorry. Jake, but the I agree with definitely you. won that. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I can't believe y'all took JJ Redick and Nicola Melli. I I was already You're welcome. Exci- Too good I was to already, be true. <laughs> I was already excited that we got rid of him. Like JJ, when the you know JJ Redick has been traded to Dallas Mavericks, I got excited. I didn't care what the the what we got back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I and then when I saw that we also traded Nicola Melli, that was probably the most excited I've gotten for a Pell's trade since Boogie Cousins. Okay, <laughs> 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 we traded we traded for Miritich, darn it. <laughs> and that I was I remember that I was in a uh, was it a biology class when when we traded for Miritich that was another good memory but oh, not man. not as good as getting rid of Melly yeah we would go to the the Pelicans games this year and you were like every time Melly gets the ball no like same no, with Bledsoe pass oh you mean Bledsoe <laughs> Bled, Bled, Bledsoe I would say what Ronald calls him but I am I can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do y'all think they resign James Johnson I mean it's probably just slightly more than a vet minimum. That's what you should I think sign so. him for. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think he's, he's scoring more for the Pelicans he, than I've ever seen him he score is doing, for the Mavs. He's a very intelligent player. He plays good defense. Wesso Wundu, when he plays, when he plays, is a, a very good defender as well. Very solid wing defender, uh, which we've missed. I mean, him and Najee Marshall have been a, a a late season gem that they've found as someone who can plug in and you can play uh, and actually guard wings, which we have struggled with all. Year. The Pellas are actually getting like some solid defensive players. Mm-hmm. Last season, you had what Josh Hart. Yeah, but, well, we have Josh Hart, but like he's he's hurt now, so. But now you have yeah more than just Josh Hart. Yeah, we like have, players <laughs> that you could say are good defense. I mean Drew Holiday, but like outside of that, depth players, rotation pieces. You didn't have defense. Now you do. No, yeah, they were all terrible last year. Besides Drew, that's why Drew is doing so well in Milwaukee, and we are just. Falling apart on defense most of the what time. What an awful trade. <laughs> well, it wasn't an awful trade because you had to do it, and the picks looked good because you assumed that Giannis was not going to resign. I hoped he did because small market, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. But you ex- you expected him to probably leave and go to Miami or wherever would have taken him. Maybe Dallas. Houston. Houston. I don't think Dallas has the money for been that a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> Luca feeding Giannis. All right. Any final thoughts on the Pelicans before we get to uh, y'all's two teams? Because we're going to talk about them a bit. Pelicans are absolutely still the team of the future. That's right. Absolutely. They have potential, but they Not need to close. Around. They need to close the season out on a high note. Because if they don't make the playoffs, then we're still going to be asking these same questions, you know, and, and you the know, players will too. Jordan, me and me and uh, Jake, and obviously Ronald and Tyler have the uh, future faces of the league on our team, and you got Zach Levine, man. What's what's happening there? Y'all need to get. You know, He's the present. You need to, you need, <laughs> you need to catch up. <laughs> He's the present. I All don't right. know what you're talking about. Well, speaking of those Bulls, we are going to start with them. Jordan, I need a status update on the Bulls, the post Vucevic trade because you know, it has been terrible. All you know, all year, I've been saying, I've been saying things, you know, that somehow jinxes teams, and I didn't think I'd jinx my own team, but I did. 
I as soon as I got Vucevic, I was like, great. They lost that first game. I was like, okay, need time to gel, you know, but we have an elite all-star big man now down there and get us rebounds and score very efficiently, too, if I might add. But um, ever since that time, they've gone 3-9. and nine. And I, I think it's a defensive problem. I think Levine, ever since they got Vucevic, they've been trying to figure out who's going to be the primary scorer because Levine's numbers have gone down. Really? The scoring numbers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his scoring numbers have gone down. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think they've figured out this rotation yet. Um, still very, very poor on defense. I thought Vucevic would actually fix that. But hasn't. it's not like they're losing to um, uh, bad or good teams either. No, like, it's just it's been a poor schedule and haven't been able to figure it out. There was a point where it looked like they were figuring it out. They had won like three in a row after you know the the initial O three, um, you know collapse. But I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure out this rotation. If anything, y'all y'all went three and nine in the past twelve games, and y'all are still in the play in in the East. I hate the West so much. <laughs> I hate that's the, West. the only reason you want expansion teams, right? Exactly, because I I you know I'm I'm pretty sure those expansion teams would be Seattle and Las Vegas, and that would because New Orleans is the furthest East team in the West. We would mm-hmm. get booted the west and that would make me very happy i worry that the league might look at a map and go eh, memphis is close enough mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or uh just get that cut off line right minnesota maybe or something you yeah know, please don't um what exactly is is going wrong with uh the bulls i i, I honestly can't tell i think it's still a big defensive issue um it's not like we have a, a super super good defender um and like i said ever since vucevic came in it's almost like they've been trying to figure out, you know, who's going to be the primary scorer now because Levine is not scoring the same amount as he was. Um, I think that's the biggest issue right now. What, is, what are Vucevic's numbers looking like? Are they are they lower than they were in Orlando? Are they higher? Not really. He's still scoring like a little over 20, you know, mm-hmm. still getting around 10 boards. So basically the same production. Basically the same, but Levine's has gone down. Okay. Thing you need to find out a way to kind of balance that out. How's how's the bench? Um, because y'all traded some bench players, although all of them were not very good mm-hmm. anyway. So. Still not really good depth wise. I mean, Thaddeus Young comes off the bench and actually plays really really well. For he's us. he's, he's good been minutes. very good off the bench this year. Overall. Very very good. Yeah, he he's given you over. Told 10. me that in the the um, he told me that when we went to the Bulls game. Yeah. Like and I looked into it. I was like, what is he doing? Why is he doing good this year? Is mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Temple still? He didn't get traded, right? No, no, no. He's still there. Let's go. Go Tigers. Somehow still in the league. Glad he is, but like... How, if you would have <laughs> told me this man was here for a decade, I would have called you a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he does not belong in the yes. anymore, but he works <laughs> his butt off, so it works. He does. Jake, before we get to the Mavs, any thoughts on the Bulls? Uh, I don't Honestly, uh, Jordan kind of summed everything up pretty well as far as what they need to get done and what they've been excelling and lacking at. It's kind of unfortunate that they've not hit the stride that they that everyone thought that they would as soon as they got Vucevic, but maybe it's just a chemistry thing. That's the optimist to me. I'm absolute pre- absolutely pressed y'all are still in the 10 10 spot. Like that makes me so mad. You think you got <laughs> you got a great coach now. You got two all-stars. Mm-hmm. You got good uh young talent. You got you, you got a good young point guard in Kobe White. Mhm. I I don't know, man. I think it's a defensive issue. Do you still want Kobe White or do you think you should trade him? I like him. I like him. The the only one I, I wanted gone actually is now gone, and that was Wendell Carter. Personally, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, I didn't like him much either, but what was exactly so wrong with Wendell? 
he he was his production was nothing like compared to like how he was when he and it was in college when we drafted him. I was so excited, but he was only giving you what like twelve and six. Didn't he have a pretty good rookie year and then it kind of fell off? He didn't improve at all. That oh, was so a he, problem. So it what was, you're saying okay. is he lo- he Laurie Markinen is is would be the probably yeah that would be the probably. Thought <laughs> <laughs> Markinen was playing better this season. He He's is, playing a little bit is. better. Shooting numbers have gone back up. My mentality when asking uh, if you think you should trade Kobe White is because now you have two certified all-stars who are high-volume scorers, and I feel like you don't really need a shoot-first point guard for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That was my mentality. Wait, you mean play. somebody who can pass? Lonzo Ball. Yeah. He <laughs> can mu- pass. That's much. right. There That's you right. Go. That's not Kobe's game. All right. All right. We'll move on from the Bulls. Jake, I need a status update on the Mavs. Y'all started off shaky, but y'all slowly got it all turned around. I wish I could say the same about my Pels. Yeah. We started shaky. Now we're stirred. I would say the best way to s- that was summarize. T- no, no, no. You can't just walk Let past that joke. Let me keep going. Like, you <laughs> you can't I really liked it. it. Let me hit my stride. You Anyways. As a 007 <laughs> fan, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you. Go for well, it. The best way to describe the Mavs season right now is within these last five games. We've won two out of the last five, and that was against the Jazz and the Bucks. We lost the three games to the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Philadelphia 76ers. You beat two of the best teams in the league, and you lose to one awful, awful team, yeah. one pretty good team in the 76ers, and then the Spurs are like Middle-aged. average. Yeah. Really, it's, it's tough because obviously I can't blame Luka. He's playing as best as he can. Our bench is solid. We have Jalen Brunson and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. scoring really well off the bench. I really am not a fan of the trade that we just talked about with the Pelicans. Uh, Obviously, it's not a long-term move because the players that we got back were 30 or above. Um, I really feel like this is kind of a test uh, because it's an inconsequential trade as far as who we gave up which was James Johnson, who was a guy who's, I think, 34 mm-hmm. right now, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Uh, Owundu's young. Owundu's, Owundu's like young, 24. but we have other 3 and D yeah. defender depth, if he's you will. Not, he's not even a 3 and D. He's just... Well, just defense, basically. Just um, but we have that already, so it wasn't like we gave up a lot, even though I do love James Johnson and what he brings to the Mavericks. But he's doing great for y'all now, so I'll be happy for y'all. But I think this is really... That trade was really a test of... Do we need to surround Luca with shooters? Granted, neither of them are elite anymore. The amount of times I've seen Nicolo Melli have 0 for 8, 0 for 7 games in a Mavericks jersey is quite unfortunate, but not surprising. I think really this is a time where Mark Cuban's really figuring out what he wants the rest of this team's identity to be. And the fact that KP's been injured more often than not this season really puts a dent into where we can really uh, judge the trajectory of this team the rest of the season and going forward. J.J. Redick played his first game in a Mavs uniform. Was it last night? Mm-hmm. Did not look good, did it? Not at all. No. But my hopes weren't that high, considering he was on a downward decline <laughs> once we got him. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I look at the Mavericks, uh, I just see Luka, I see KP, and I just see a bunch of dudes. Is that a, is that a way as you would like describe them? I think... On the surface, yes, but like I said, Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr. have been solid because mm-hmm. uh, we have Josh Richardson starting at shooting guard, and he's a, a decent defender. He's solid, but man, he's a dude I thought would really develop into a much better player than he actually is. Like he's okay, but he's definitely not you know, you know third option or anything like that. But I say he's a good trade because I mean Seth Curry, I love him, but you know I guess 
you know, we needed defense. That was the biggest takeaway from last season, and that's what we got. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say the biggest thing that surprised me about Dallas this year is their defense really improved. Yeah. They're eighth right now in, in points allowed. Which is and insane. I don't know. I'm not trying to discredit what they're doing, but I don't know if it's because – I don't know if you noticed, but their, their pace has really, really slowed down mm-hmm. this year compared to what they were last year. And I think that's the cost of good defense because the personnel that we've gotten rid of and subsequently brought in has been less offense, more defense. Yes. Like Seth Curry, he was probably – well, not probably. He was a big reason why we had that good of an offensive rating. Mm -hmm. Gave him up for a two-way player who was solid at both, not elite at one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, plus a couple of other moves, is really contributing to that fact. Mm -hmm. That offense was insane, though. I mean, Luca makes some absolutely insane shots this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about that. Uh, who was that against? Was that against the Sixers? That was way earlier in the season. Which shot, though? The, he had two back-to-back game, w- which would would have been game winners. Oh, gosh. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Yeah, I'm forgetting. I watched that live, and I, I texted well, you losing my mind because I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Was it the happened. Sixers? I think it was, right? I think can't believe I'm blank. There's been so much was. going on this year. Yeah. Did you guys see his warm-up, I think, either yeah. last night or the night before? Made me very happy as yeah. a fan of multiple sports. Yeah, yeah. Kicking around like a soccer ball <laughs> and a nonchalantly he is over Euro- the backboard. He is European, so yes, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He True. does happen to be from another country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts on the Bulls or Mavs? Or are we going to move on to the rest of the NBA? I mean, playoff bound. Hopefully. For <laughs> Play inbound. Okay. Don't, yeah. get, don't yeah. get too excited about that. We but should, you, yeah. We should. Well, actually, he's in the play-in right now. The, the right. Mavericks are in the play-in. We so. should hopefully make it. If KP comes back and he's here for the rest of the regular season, then yes. Man, we'll I, I can't wait for the Pelicans to get that 10 seed and beat you in the play-in. If that happens, I will. crush his dreams like that. I know. I will shake your hand we while beat tears them. are rolling down my face. No, we, we beat them once and lost to them once, I think. Yeah, I think that's. I can't. I can't exactly remember. You beat us uh, this February or March. We lost, and then we lost y'all, and we allowed Luca and KP to just chuck threes. I mean, they set a record. For like yeah, <laughs> they they kind of didn't miss <laughs> much. <laughs> they shot like seventy percent from behind the arc. Luca's three point shooting has gotten a lot. Better. Yeah, yes. I mean, you look at the his percentage. back shots have been nasty, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. for his standards. We'll talk about him more as we get into the all. Oh yeah, teams. all right. Nothing all right. but respect. Let's move on to the rest of the NBA. Um, this is not a question on who will win the championship. Save that for later. Mm-hmm. Because the best team doesn't always win. Who is the best team in the NBA? Jordan. You know, uh, the more and more I watch uh, Brooklyn play, the more and more I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. KD was out all of March, I believe. Yeah. And they, they didn't lose their step. Harden comes in, basically, you know, controls that offense. Kyrie was has been playing out of his mind this year in it's terms fun- of scoring the What's ball. What's funny is Kyrie's kind of the shooting guard in exactly. this offense, and yep. James Harden's and, the point guard. Kyrie went up to Harden and suggested that yeah. he's like, you know what, you play point, I'll play shooting guard, and it's worked out, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, perfectly. And all that's without KD. Then they go out and get Lamarcus Aldridge. They get Blake Griffin. Now Kevin Durant's back. Still and have DeAndre Jordan, by the way. Still have DeAndre Jordan. Did not lose DeAndre Jordan. I don't know if many people really wanted DeAndre Jordan, to be fair. Yeah. yeah the, the name value. I think value. he's solid, though. He's kind of old and decrepit at this point. All you got to do is lob it to him. That's all you can... <laughs> can he still jump? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. People were questioning if Blake Griffin could still jump. 
Oh that was, my gosh. That, that was oh answered very quickly when he got to act. Brooklyn. He took yeah. that super soldier serum. Same with uh, Harden and his weight. Could he lose the weight? That was answered as soon as he got to Brooklyn. I forgot that joke <laughs> even was, was a thing. He was wearing a fat suit. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh, wearing for a sure. Fat suit. But um, I, you know, I think right now Brooklyn is the the team to beat. Jake, I 100 percent agree. Uh, you pretty much named all the key players. I mean, we're also forgetting like Joe Harris, uh, Claxton. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm They've so surprised they didn't solid. trade and Spencer Dinwiddie. Right, Spencer is still there. Yeah, right? he's still yeah. there. They only so got rid of uh, Karis LeVert. Which, I mean, thank, thank, God. thank God they did because they God. found, what was it? It was a cancer, right? Uh, or was it some blood disease or something awful? Like, they discovered it because it was physical. Something that definitely needed to be discovered at that moment. So, yeah, that team is solid from head to toe, and I don't know who pound for pound could beat them. With me, I have the Brooklyn Nets as well, and I don't really have much to add as well. I mean, their offense is just so, so spectacular that in most cases, it will make up for their defense. Um, let's talk about one of my favorite players of all time. How important has Chris Paul, Chris Paul been to the complete turnaround of the Phoenix Suns? He goes to any team and turns them around. Yeah, it's amazing. He, I mean, it's amazing. This team was was already a good young, tal- young uh, team last year. We all remember they went undefeated in the bubble. Yep. So it's still like, didn't make it. Sad day. Still didn't make it. That unfortunately. Mine. Um, but then they bring in a veteran guard, a guy who's been playing for a long time, and he completely turns it around for him. Gives him that that extra piece they needed. Great coaching by Monty Williams. Spoiler alert! I'm going to talk about him later. Mm, I almost um, did, I almost did what you did. But. <laughs> And now they're second in the West. Yep. So and they can get the first seed. We see what he's done. We d- what he did with uh, OKC. Now we're seeing you know what he's doing with Phoenix with a good young core. I mean, he- heck, he and did it with the Clippers, really. I mean, did it with the yes, Hornets. Yeah, absolutely. Or the Hornets were really in. He's I mean, done it for every franchise. Season, really. So you're asking how important? Very important. He's mm-hmm. one of the. It's get, it gets overstated, but it's true. Chris Paul is up there with LeBron James in terms of in terms of leadership for, for sure. a team. And I think the fact that he's also <coughs> a perfect fit next to Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because obviously we know Devin Booker's strengths. He's a lights-out shooter beyond the arc. Chris Paul can bring defense, leadership, like you mentioned, playmaking, and he could still shoot mm-hmm. from almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. And some awful State Farm commercials as well. Don't forget. You don't like that bad. They're not I that bad. I hate the State Farm commercials. You think it's – Man. You think it's uh, – You've seen too. You've seen it too many times. Exactly, that's the, the reason. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad they br- they uh, brought back Cliff recently. He made a little cameo at the end of which one's one? Cliff? Cliff Paul. Oh, the, the mustache oh and the glasses. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> okay, yeah. Dios mio. I'm sorry, I'm not up to date on my State Farm lore. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm only called Jake from State Farm by everyone who just meets me. <laughs> uh, wait, isn't that your Instagram name or something? No, it is not. It will never be my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Somebody please never do that. <laughs> please never do that. <laughs> if, yeah. All right, um, let's talk about another point guard who just had some tragic news recently, Jamal Murray tearing his yep. ACL. How big of a loss is that for the Nuggets, Jordan? Um, they're definitely going to lose a lot of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think his importance to that team is huge. Um, Joker can't do it all by himself. He's already a good playmaker, but you know you need that guy like Jamal Murray who brings it up. You need that second option. Sets the tempo for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so him being out... It, it really, really hurts for Denver because Joker is playing his best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. He had Aaron Gordon playing great recently as well. Yeah, they actually, thank you for really reminding well. me about yeah. that. 
They recently got Gordon, right, who's they, playing really, really well. I mean, they've lost, like, one game in the past, like, ten games or something. Yes. They were on a, they were on a streak. After starting out terrible. Yeah, they, they started off Maverick style. Yes. And they turned it around. <laughs> they turned it around. So, you know, you were expecting a deep playoff run, but without Jamal Murray, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it either. For sure. Yeah. Definitely unfortunate. Thoughts on Jamal Murray at all? I mean, it's it's bad for the Nuggets, but I think it's also bad for the league because considering yeah. Jokic is definitely in MVP conversations, I don't know if it'll take a – like what that'll do to his numbers personally, but it's definitely going to change the way the Nuggets look as far as seeding in the Western Conference. I wonder if Jokic's numbers might go up with the loss of Murray, it's, uh, uh, especially scoring. Mm-hmm. Like assist might go down because you're losing a guy who can shoot the ball. Um, His scoring already took a huge, huge jump, yeah. but now you wonder yeah, how much more. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can keep doing that week in, week out, though, mm-hmm. against the best teams that only consider you as the threat? So they might wanna, I've seen Zion do it, so I think Joker can do it. Yeah, they might want to rest up Joker a little bit before the playoffs, though. 100 Oh, yeah. yes. They, they should not care about their seed. Just make sure you're not in the play-in, mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs. <laughs> And uh, just rest him as much as you can. Mm. Give him the old Kyrie treatment where he has God knows how many days off. I mean, that's – All right. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts about the NBA as a whole before we get into awards? It's getting really interesting um, as we get closer to playoff time because of all these injuries. Yeah. It's kind of shaking things up a bit. Mm-hmm. No, Jake? I, s- I second that. Don't really have too much else to add. Yep, Pelicans have been being destroyed by injuries, and it hurts me dearly. Okay, um, let's move on to our. We will talk about our awards. Um, we're going to go over most valuable player, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, most approved player, six man of the year, and coach of the year. Then after that, we'll do all NBA teams real quickly. That one won't take very long. Just brief discussion after we each reveal our teams. Um, MVP. Who's your MVP? Jordan um continuing with the conversation right now I have Joker yep but this this may change because what they like to do with the MVP is they like to look at the best player and they like to look at the teams who won a lot of games Mm -hmm. right um with Jamal Murray you know with the ACL injury Denver's gonna lose some games here in the coming weeks as we get closer to playoff time so will they still give that award to Joker I don't know but for right now you know I'm looking at what he's done this season 20, uh, I believe 26 points a game right now and 8 assists, both career highs, averages. And he's giving you 10 rebounds still yeah. on very, mm-hmm. very efficient shooting. And, you know, he's going to, like I said, this Jamal Murray injury could hurt him or, you know, make his stock go up because right now he's, I think he's going to carry this team the rest of the season. Yeah, Jordan, you and I are on the exact same page. I mean, Jokic has been playing his best basketball and it's kind of crazy to see centers dominate this day and age of the NBA and the reason I mention that is because if he doesn't win it and there's some sort of dip in voting or form or team performance because of this Jamal Murray injury I think Embiid would win it but I still think Jokic is the front runner for MVP this season Mm -hmm. and and Joker's been healthy I think Embiid's Mm -hmm. missed like 18 games and that takes a huge effect on voting yeah that's right yeah uh, I am going to make it unanimous because I also have Nikola Jokic. Um, I do agree with your assessment that you know if his production takes a dip, I think Embiid is the guy to watch because he was the front front runner for a large mm-hmm. portion of the season until he got injured. Until he got injured, and mm-hmm. I think um, I mean what he's doing is just incredible. Although I did just see that man get shut down by Stephen Adams, so I don't know what to think anymore. 
Adam Sphere's no man. Adam <laughs> Sphere's no man, except for the refs that call fouls on him. And he, he literally spends, like, five minutes explaining, like, yeah. what he did. I'm like, dude, he, just, he's very not, respectful to the refs. Yeah, but, like, dude, they're not going to take it back. It's over. Just yeah. move on. <laughs> well, apparently not. They, re- they rescinded a tech against Alvin Gentry yesterday because he works for the Kings. Yeah, they rescinded a tech. I've never seen that. Can you do that? I guess so. I heard somebody <laughs> say they did it to Kobe, and Alvin Gentry is no Kobe. Man. <laughs> Talk about uh, respect. Okay, defensive player of the year. Go ahead, Jordan. Well, you're not gonna like it. Well, I, I, you, I, you I, literally despise this man. I get it. Rudy Gobert. He's yep. giving you almost three blocks a game. 149 blocks in 54 games, to be exact. Check out this. 6.6 percent point differential in opponents' field goal percentage when he's on the floor. Wow. Third, def- I'm predicting right now. Third defensive player of the year award in four years. Mm. I'm go, sorry. It, go for it. See, it's unfortunate that Jordan's going first with all these because, again, I... I you know what? Next I'm time totally I'm going with you. I'm going with you next. Oh, thank you. There but, we go. Nah, honestly, <laughs> there's no one else to pick. Rudy Gobert, it's, he's a lock. I mean, like you said, nearly three blocks a game. They have the best record in the league. And, I mean, he's this would be, what, three out of four, like you just said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, if Anthony Davis is healthy, this conversation is a little bit more interesting. 100%. Yeah. But Rudy Gobert, with the with how well his team has been doing, and with how quality of a defender he already is, there's no conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, my actual pick is Rudy Gobert. I hate the man, but I can't deny his defensive effecti- effectiveness. He's absolutely incredible on on that end. Yes, fifty percent of the time he doesn't have to do anything on the floor, and that certainly helps. Um, you know who's like right there, if I can say, is Ben Simmons. That's that was my. Yep. That's right I was literally there. about to bring him up. I mm. love Ben Simmons, and you know, yeah, I really, sh- I really shouldn't for what he did. You know, with LSU, where he just. What he, he played for LSU? Yeah. You didn't. I was, no, I, scratch that I off the tape. <laughs> no, I was. It was a joke. Oh, okay, it was amazing. Because he barely played for LSU. Yeah, exactly. He was he was here for the cardio, and that was about it. Um, but you know, he's been incredible. He can guard four out of five positions. Rudy can Gobert can guard two. So. You know, but really well. Yeah, but really well, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I love Ben Simmons. He, if I was, you know, like one of the actual media members, and I could be the guy to make it not unanimous, I'd do that, and I would vote. <laughs> Just stealing that half, guy, stealing a half a game right now, mm-hmm. and three and a half deflections. Yeah, you could argue he's the best on ball defender. Absolutely, right now. he is, and he actually tries on offense. So mm-hmm. God knows, Rudy Gobert doesn't. Rookie of the year, Jake. So there's an obvious answer that is no longer obvious because of injury, and then the runner-up who could be a couple of players, I would say. Obviously, the mellow ball was the front-runner until he got a season-ending injury, which is very unfortunate for Charlotte fans and NBA fans alike. Uh, My rookie of the year with the injury in mind is Tyrese Halliburton of the Kings. Mm, Okay. That dude, uh, the amount of teams that – must regret not picking him up in the draft. Well, I was the pe- I was sitting there at thirteen, going, "Oh my god, he's gonna fall to us! He's gonna <laughs> fall to us!" Because he was like, I remember y'all made I made that big draft board where I averaged mm-hmm. a bunch of big uh, big boards to get a consensus big board, and I think he was like seventh or like sixth, and wow. he went twelfth. Like that is that's, that's crazy. Yeah, but he's averaging about thirteen three and five, and his shooting splits are forty eight from the field, forty one from three, and eighty four from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. For a rookie to do that in the NBA against an entirely different level of defense is insane. And the fact that he's doing that on the Kings, yeah. no less, I I have to give him his flowers. Jordan? I, I'm, I'm so relieved you picked 
Halliburton. I'm glad you didn't pick like the simple answer because that is the right answer. 13 and 5. He's almost a 50-40-90 guy like you just said. He's, he plays winning basketball. He accepts his role on a, on a, on a Kings team that I think is kind of interesting. It's a very interesting Sacramento team. And he kind of, you know, he's in the mix, you know, gets his points quietly. And like I said, or like you said, 48, 41, 84. It's almost 50, 40, 90. Very, very interesting. And if I can, I just want to speak on um, Anthony Edwards for a minute. I think that's what a lot of the voters are going to end up picking. I, d- I think it's the wrong choice. I'm going to tell you why. He's playing on a Timberwolves team that's atrocious. Mm-hmm. They're 14 and 40 right now. 17 points a game on 39% shooting, and this is a fact. He's taken around the same amount of shots as Bradley Beal <clears throat> since last month. Beal obviously makes a whole lot more of him, and his PER is 12.46. I think, I think Anthony Edwards, I, I look at him, and I, it may look like the simple answer, but it's not. He takes way too many shots. He's inefficient. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, not, this is not me hating on him. I know he's going to get better. But I, I don't see how he's, like, the better pick than Halliburton, who's a lot more efficient, and that's mm-hmm. what I like. Okay, so I disagree with you. I have Anthony Edwards, and I'll tell you why. Um, the stats you, make, you, you mentioned are correct. He's, he's much less in, uh, inefficient, or he's much less efficient. The issue with that is it, evol- it ignores the context. Um, Anthony Edwards played most of the year without, you know, D'Angelo Russell and especially Carl Anthony Towns. He was forced to be that number one guy. For so many games and that's why he takes so many shots and that's why he does the cam thomas classic i take bad shots because i have to um and 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 frankly that's the reason he has such bad percentages in terms of his shooting um not to mention he's way more offensively gifted and defense they're about even on defense than than tyrese halliburton is tyrese halliburton can take a night off we saw it last night De'Aaron fox did everything if anthony edwards i mean Without, you know, if Tyrese Halliburton does better, they, they probably win that game. Uh, Anthony Edwards, if he plays bad, this Minnesota team is automatically, okay, they're not going to win. Um, Halliburton can have a bad game, and the Kings can still win, although, to be fair, both teams are pretty terrible. So, so yeah, that, that's my reasoning for Anthony Edwards when you take in the context of the fact that he's forced to into that role of taking bad shots. Minnesota still has Cat, though. They yeah, got, but their number one is that, better than that's, Sacramento's that's, number one. That's what I'm saying is that most of the year he didn't have Cat. Mm-hmm. Cat was not playing for, like, what, like 70, 80% of the game so far this mm-hmm. year? So that that's he was forced in this role. His percentages have increased as the year has gone on, um, and that's probably due to him not being able to force as many shots. Mm-hmm. One bit of context that I heard about the Timberwolves I want to bring up now is since uh, D'Angelo Russell signed for the Timberwolves, uh, D'Lo and Cat have only played six games together. When you put that into context, then it really shows Anthony Edwards really has been the consistent star, quote-unquote, player of that team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really unfortunate for the Timberwolves and unfortunate for Anthony Edwards. But I will say, given the situation that was presented to him, also the fact that it's the Timberwolves who are notoriously bad at developing talent or you know, making the most of talent, He's doing the best he can, mm-hmm. but I don't think that still gives him Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Two things I'll say um, to close out this part. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is in a bad situation because it's the Kings. Anthony Edwards is in the worst situation in the entire league, period. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves are just terrible. 
Second thing I'll say is we all know this is LaMelo Ball's award <laughs> in real life. 100%. And uh, whoever wins is just going to get that cupcake John Morant Rookie of the Year where, oh, we know the other guy's better, but he didn't play enough games, so we can't do it award. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is they still have to give out the award. Yeah. Like, they can't just nod. And LaMelo, at the end, will quote-unquote not have played enough games. Just give it to Mel- <laughs> Just give it to LaMelo. For please. real. Yeah, For we like all know mean. who it mm-hmm. should be. Okay, most improved player. I'm going to start with Jake this time. So I have two options, but the first one is the one I think it's actually going to go to. Julius Randle. Former Pelican. He went from whatever to all-star over mm-hmm. this season, and I think that in itself, granted he didn't have the greatest statistical jump, I think the fact that he went from a nobody to this dude's an all-star, I mean, granted the Knicks have played way better this season as I well. I think that's why. I, I think, think that's why I he think is. It, he totally deserves to be in this conversation, and I think he deserves to win it. My second option, well, I think one of y'all may have that. If no one, if neither of y'all say this person, then I'll talk about him, but... I would say Julie, uh, Julius Randle is my pick. Jordan? No, I agree. I agree 100%. And um, unlike the other guy you were probably going to bring up, Julius Randle is with the same team. He's playing with the same – well, not the same system. Tib- Tibbs brought a different system in. but um, I know who the other guy is, and I don't have him, so if you yeah. want to bring him up. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. He, he's, you know, he, he went from Denver to Detroit, a team that doesn't really have anyone else in a mm-hmm. scoring jump. You know, but he's not as efficient he, as Randall. And also, yeah. you can't really do it because, I mean, yeah, he's he's doing great and all, but, I mean, the Pistons have, what, the worst record in the league? Right, yeah. right. So. And Another thing, like, Jeremy Grant's shooting has gone down. Yep. Julius Randall, his his three-point shooting has gone up from 27% to 40% in a season. And he's, still, and he's taken around the same amount of attempts. Nine rebounds to 10, 19.5 points to 23 points. Um, uh, even, like, passing, three assists to six assists. I mean, and the Knicks are winning ball games. Obviously, you got to give credit to uh, Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau, obviously. But mm-hmm. talking about a, a player piece, you know, Julius Randle has improved tremendously. Yeah. I will know, say, I have Julius Randle as well. Before mm-hmm. we move on, I, I mean, I loved the guy when he was here with the Pelicans. Um, I actually thought it was a good signing when he signed with the Knicks. I was one of the few. I was like, you know what, Julius Randle, go get that bag. Um, and he's been, you know, very good. He's been the best player on the best Knicks team in a decade, frankly. Um, and you can't he, – he's been ex- he's been exactly what the Lakers thought they were getting when they drafted <laughs> him, which, you know what, spoiler alert, next pick is probably the same – or our next six-man-of-the-year award, probably another guy that the Lakers thought was going to be much better uh, than he actually was with them. And actually, we'll move on right now. Six-man-of-the-year – actually, we're going with Jordan this time. Go for it. You got it. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Absolutely. Nail on the head. 51 games all off the bench. He's given you a little over 17 points on 35% from three. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing of this whole – of this, the most important stat of all this is Utah has the number one record. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 40 and 14. You need depth if you want to win in this league. And they got the sixth man. Yeah. Never saw Jordan and Clarkson. seventh man. Joe Ingles is another yep. guy. Very true, game. yeah, very yeah. true, very true. Got to have depth, and Clarkson's bringing it for him. I think if you have the best record in the league and a six-man off the bench who's putting up almost 20 points a game on average, mm-hmm. that's a lock for six-man of the year. Yes. Yeah. I think there's more <clears throat> nuance when it comes to who deserves six-man of the year, but when it comes to voting – for awards such as this, points per game definitely matters more mm-hmm. than That's other stats. That's the most important stat, really, besides wins, I guess you could say, is, mm-hmm. you know, for these voters. So, yeah, if you put up 17 a game off the bench, 
on the best team in the league for a winning team. You yes. are yeah. getting that award. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Round of applause. All right, coach of the year, go, Jordan. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna give it to Monty Williams. Go Suns and go Hornets. Yeah, <laughs> Co- he was the coach of the month last, uh, last month in March. They won 11 and three in March, 38 and 15 overall. Last year they finished 34 and 39. You could argue they brought in, you know, another guy, another piece in Chris Paul. And what he's been able to do with that that one piece, you know, he's been able to turn it around. Um, I was about to bring up a point about someone else, but you guys are probably going to talk to him, so I'll swing it over. I would say he definitely has a great case to be coach of the year because that Suns team, no one expected them to make that kind of jump. I mean, Chris Paul's a great addition, but going from – not a playoff team to second in the West, this Western mm. Conference. Yeah, most people expected them to jump to the playoffs. Nobody expected them to be the second best team. And I would argue nobody expected this team to be the best either, but I have Quinn Snyder of the Jazz mm-hmm. winning coach of the year. I mean, it's kind of a shoe in I mean, best coach goes to usually the best regular season exactly. team. And I think, I mean, the Jazz didn't make any franchise moves in this offseason. I mean, they got... What Derek Favors? It's basically it's the same team. team. They're, they're they, they just played in the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and right. I think, I mean, it, there's not much you can explain other than the fact that they're the best team in the league, and no one expected them to be. You look at the win column. That's all you got to see to mm-hmm. know that he's mm-hmm. probably. The, I look. I want to pick Monty. I really do. You can go ahead. I, <laughs> I got to go, Quinn Snyder. You know, I have to pick Quinn's my most really hated team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. So. <laughs> Okay, briefly, let's go over because this is a long one. We got to go over our All NBA teams, and then we'll go over the playoffs, and then we'll be done. Um, all NBA teams, first team, Jordan. Actually, we're gonna start with Jake. Give me your All NBA first team. So the guards, especially, was the hardest ones for me to pick. Mm-hmm. But I have from top to bottom: James Harden, Steph Curry, Giannis, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. I have almost the exact same. I have um, Damian Lillard instead of Steph Curry. I'll get to him. Soon. I really like that pick. Go for it. By the way, I had the same exact. Same Jake. exact. Actually, so we, you know what? I almost for a split second. I was th- uh, not for a split for a couple of minutes. Actually, I was debating LeBron because I was thinking, like, when is he going to come back? It's is pretty is soon, it going to be though. enough? Mm-hmm. I think they're still going to put him in. Yeah, yeah. I do. That'd be I, weird. I think if they, they will. Yeah. Um, I picked Dame. Dame is a great pick. I want to explain why I picked Dame. It was yes. Steph Curry is on the tenth best team in the West, and Dame Lillard's on the. F- Fifth. Yes. So that's yeah. no, that's, 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 a that's a totally fair argument. Yeah. But and if you're looking at total Curry, points, man. if you're looking at total points, Dame is yeah scored more than anyone. And this he's year. also the most clutch player in the league. He did it twice against us, and it makes me very mad. Mm. <laughs> uh, I w- I miss Drew Holiday so much. All right, second team, Jordan, go. Just down the line. Yeah, go for it. I've got uh, I got Dame, I got Luca. This is another one like LeBron that it kind of depends, but I got KD. I'm yeah. going to go and put KD. I'm assuming he plays the rest of the year, and he's going to play phenomenal either way. I got Joel Embiid, and I got Zion Williamson. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> I didn't have Zion on my second team. Why not? Jordan, you and I have a very similar 26 team. points on 62% shooting. Oh, he should be. No, 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 Seven no, no, rebounds. No. This is a prediction here, though. So he probably won't be, but he should be. I think he will. And here's here's another big thing. I just wrote out a few games. He plays his best against the best teams. He does. 39 against Denver, 37-15-8 against Philadelphia, 36 against Portland. Exactly. He yep. shows out against the, the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. He's playing phenomenal. He absolutely destro- he absolutely destroys everyone, and he deserves to be on the second team. Mine is Luka, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard is my different one, like Kevin that. Durant, Joel Embiid. 
go for it. I would say I'm pretty similar to both y'all. I'm just going to say right now, I don't have KD on any of them just because he's only Injury. started 18 games. He's in my honorable That's mentions. Mm-hmm. We'll get to those later. But my second team is Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Joel Embiid. So we're pretty. So you guys both have Kawhi. Yeah. Yes. Kawhi's been playing. I have Kawhi and Zion as the forwards. No. Okay. Uh, All NBA third team. Uh, go for it, Jake. All right. So I have Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Rudy Gobert. I did not. Uh, wait, who are your guards again? My guards, Bradley Beal and Donovan Mitchell. I did not have Donovan Mitchell on mine. I have Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, and Rudy Gobert. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't have Jason Tatum on any of my teams. He's been playing I great, thought, though. I thought about it, like, quite a bit. I know he had that 50-piece the other night. But, no, yeah. I had uh, I had Kyrie. I had uh, Bradley Beal. Got to put him on there. Yeah. I had Kawhi. You guys had him on second team. I had Rudy Gobert. And I had Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Dang, I had Julius Randle on the third, third team. team. Yeah. Um. Most improved and, and third team member. What he's done with the Knicks has been amazing. Okay. For sure. I will say the reason I gave Donovan Mitchell the edge if I round up his stats or round to like the nearest whole number, it's twenty-seven five and five, and he's on the best team in the league. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's why I gave him third team at least. Yeah, no, I I, don't, I didn't like. I wasn't like, whoa, you. Ha-, I was just like, I just couldn't put him over Kyrie and Bradley Beal. So yeah, the, Kyrie, of course. The guard position is so so very competitive. Very very deep position, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Okay, so last segment of the show. I promise, guys. <laughs> We are going to discuss the playoffs real quick. So what we're going to do is we're each going to pick in our two play-in teams that make it into the playoffs. Then we'll pick who's in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, pick who's in the Finals, and then who wins it. So I'll give you a brief NBA standings at the time of recording. Uh, We have in the West, Jazz 1, Suns 2, Clippers 3, Nuggets 4, Lakers 5, Blazers 6. And then these are the play-in teams as of right now. Mavericks 7, Grizzlies 8. Spurs 9, 10 Warriors, and then out of that, 11 Pelicans, 12 Kings, 13 Thunder, 14 Rockets, 15 Timberwolves. Who are your two play-in teams, Jake? Uh, and that's from seeds, what, 7 to 10? 7 to 10, but you can you can pick someone outside of it if they're close. Like, I don't know, maybe the Pelicans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, <laughs> the logical choice here and say uh, the Mavericks and the Pelicans 100%. Yeah, okay, I have the exact same as you. Uh, I don't believe in the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are frauds. Same with the Spurs. They're just well, they're just well coached. I'll go ahead and third this. You and, can go ahead. And then the Warriors are just, I mean, getting dr- drugged by uh, Steph Curry, like, just dragging their corpse slowly <laughs> but surely. That I mean, Wiseman injury, too. If they would have just yeah. lost last night, we would be in the plane right now. The Pelicans would. Um, so you said you second it? Or third, third it, I yeah. Guess. Third. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are unanimous here, and I'm sure our biases play no role in that. I mean, uh, I'm not going to have the Spurs or the Warriors going through. Yeah. Grizzlies maybe, but nah. Pelicans have that that fire in them. Okay. So uh, with the East, we have one Seventy Sixers, two Nets, three Bucks, four Hawks, five Heat, six Hornets. What the heck? Uh, <laughs> seven Celtics, That's eight Knicks. Drop. 9 uh, Pacers, 10 Bulls, 11 Raptors, 12 Wizards, 13 Cleveland Cavaliers, and who cares about the Magic and Pistons. Uh, who are y'all's two? We'll start with Jordan. Yeah, um, so the play-on games remind me. Uh, so so you, the, the borderline team. Or where does it go to? So it's 7 through 10, right. but like somebody from like 5 to 6 or 11 to 12, who they could be, you know, just pick two teams. I think the group. Hornets are going to drop first off. I think mm-hmm. the Hornets are going to drop out without LaMelo. Mm-hmm. 
I'll say mine real quick. I, I have New York and the Celtics. It's the two teams in the seven and the eight. I just expect the Celtics to probably get in. They have looked very suspect at time, and yeah, they've lost to the Pels twice, I think. Yeah, They're very, very inconsistent, mm-hmm. more than any team in the NBA, I think. You never know what Celtics team you're going to get. And I believe in this Knicks team, so that's why. Yeah. Would you? I, I, yeah, I'll go ahead and say, just to be safe with the Celtics, and I do like New York. I, I think either way, New York is going to go to the, the Bulls. Playoffs. You coward! <laughs> Can't do it. Darn Can't it. do it. No, I might I, jinx them. I think I'm going to third both of y'all's opinions. I think it's definitely Boston and New York going in. All right, sweet. All right, who's in your Western Conference Finals, Jake? See, this is a very difficult one because there's four teams that I could see taking that spot, and that's the Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers, and Clippers. I'm going to say Lakers. Lakers, Jazz. I have the Lakers and the Suns. Jordan? Don't have the Jazz in there because the Jazz would have to go through L.A. Well, that could change. That's my... That's oh, my I thought idea. if it started now. Well, I'm not... No, this is not starting now. Just basically just picking teams. Who's two the best, best teams okay. in the yeah. West. Well, not, the I'm not, I'm not, I didn't even pick the two best teams. I picked the Lakers. Like I don't the, think are the best team, but yeah. I think they'll make it. I think, um, I think it'll be the Battle of L.A. I think Ooh, the Clippers. That's what we were. You know, that was last year. What yeah, everyone yeah. expected. And then, I think. Uh, then the Nuggets decided they were going to ruin everything. Still, a few tall runs into like L.A. I think. Yeah. I, I don't think they have it, a shot, honestly. Any team that is very good on offense and also very good on defense, I just don't think Jazz yeah. has a way. Clippers have won uh, eleven of their last thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and then the Lakers. The Lakers. They got a lot. They're very, very good. Defensively, a lot better than last year, actually. They won. All right, Eastern Conference Finals, Jake or Jordan. Brooklyn plays through a really tough Milwaukee series, I think, in the semis, and then comes out and plays Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has has an easy run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they're going to breeze through. I really believe in this Philadelphia 76ers team too, Mm because they do basically everything good. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they win. In fact, I don't even have them in my finals, but. I'm just saying that you know they are a good team who could really come in and, and wreck stuff. Doc Rivers has done a really good coaching job. Yeah, my most wanted hire, but there was no way mm. he was coming to New Orleans. <laughs> no, not a chance. Jake. I would say definitely Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks would be the, Ooh, uh, the Milwaukee. final. Milwaukee. They've been really Drew good since Holiday, Drew Holiday. Get yep. a ring. Come on. I would kill for Drew Holiday to get a ring. <laughs> I've been saying I'm going to buy a Drew Holiday Bucks jersey for months, and I still haven't done it. Hey, if they win, go for it. Yeah, but I would say do. since Drew Holiday has joined that team, they have been – very good across the board, I would say. I watch their defense and just have a giant smile on my face. But let's mm-hmm. face it, nobody pound for pound can deal with this Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. Okay, who makes it past that and makes it to your finals, Jake? Uh, it's the Lakers versus Nets. I have the exact same. Nets take it. Third. Really? Okay. That's that's really lame. <laughs> the result, <laughs> I mean, though, the on. result. I want to hear the result, though, from you guys. Okay, that was the next wins. question. Okay, okay, result. Because I think this would be interesting. Okay, so uh, who is your winner? Jordan, you start us off. I'll start off. Okay. I yeah. think the Lakers take it. I don't care how many pieces the Nets add. They are not as, as good defensively as the Lakers. The Lakers have uh, four four or five shot blockers, especially since they just added Andre Drummond. Defensively, I think they can take the Nets out of the game. They can uh, pair them up. You know, you know, no one's going to stop KD. He's the only unguardable player in the league. But I think they can shut down Kyrie, James Harden, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. He's he's become a better distributor, and so I think defense plays the, a factor. Lakers win. How many games? It, it could go six or seven. Okay, I have Brooklyn. So it's not like they completely destroy them, but no, they win. Yeah, I have Brooklyn in seven. 
Um, I just think that the Lakers do not have the firepower to keep up with that offense, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make that an ugly series. I think mm-hmm. you know Brooklyn's not gonna play as good as they normally do, especially offensively. But I think their offense is just too strong, and they will power through in the end. I completely concur with that. I would say Brooklyn in seven. Um, I say the Lakers have really good defense, but it's mostly in the paint or in the front court. That backcourt that Brooklyn has is one of the best I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, at least as far as names go. Yeah, uh, But what about I don't Brooklyn's think, defense? Uh, they're definitely not nearly as good as what Lakers have pound for pound. But I just don't think they have the Lakers have the offensive firepower to really exploit that as much. You have LeBron, you have AD, but what are you going to do when – Let's say they have an off. One of them has an off game, mm-hmm. like which doesn't normally happen. I've watched AD give up plenty of times. LeBron, <laughs> efficient. LeBron, efficient. but LeBron does have bad games. Every another once big thing, Lakers have the better rebounding team as well. That's true. I mean, especially with getting Andre Drummond. But who guards Kyrie, KD, and James Harden? Yeah, I don't. LeBron I don't, can't guard all three. Dennis Schroeder's not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess you know this. This was might have been the longest podcast we've done this year. Definitely. <laughs> Um, but we will wrap it up now for Jake Partee, for Jordan Dove, for Nathan Long. This has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Pelicans.